Hey, speaking of um, helping your deer out with cold and that, one thing that I would I would encourage people to do is if make sure you uh, get out there and do some hedge cutting and put along your, uh, especially your borders or your food plots and that, knock some brush down. And not only will you help give wind breaks to your uh, deer, but it also gives cover to your rabbits, your turkey, and for some of us who have some uh, quail and rough grouse, you know, populations starting to, you know, pop up a little bit here and there. Red no bones, rough grouse red bones on me. Here, no rough grouse on me, but yeah. no quail either. But it also but has camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb the Red Bone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. WiseEye presents Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. We are in the studio, and we wish everybody a belated Merry Christmas. And those of you that we did wish a Merry Christmas earlier, uh, we're sorry we missed some of you. So, did you have a good Christmas, Redbone, Wayne? Yeah, I, I, we had a good Christmas. Uh, we were all healthy enough to wake up in the morning and not, not uh, be running to the bathroom or, or hacking all over our presents. So that was the first time in a week and a half our family was well enough to do that. And uh, the kids had a uh, good Christmas. They enjoyed all their presents, no fighting, and that was a win-win for every parent. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we had, a good, we had a good quiet Christmas in our house because uh, our adult kids were working and things like that. So uh, we're waiting as we record this on Tuesday we're actually not going to do Christmas until Thursday. But Miss Nina and I enjoyed the day. My oldest son came in for a while. We had a fish fry for Christmas. Oh, it was good. What kind of fish did you cook? Catfish. What? Catfish? Yeah, cooked catfish. Had a big old bunch of catfish. Cooked them up, and they were fantastic. It was so good that I actually got up this morning and had more catfish for breakfast. I love catfish, leftover catfish for breakfast in the morning. I have not tried that. Have you, have you ever had... <laughs> barbecue sauce with your fish uh yes i have i love it i love it that way yeah i do so we had a good christmas uh linda and i decided not to spend a bunch of money on gifts because you know we're blessed we got everything we want look he's showing a picture here look oh man that looks good that looks good we're gonna have to go to country cottage when we're done here i'll buy lunch <laughs> they're closed right. today oh they're closed today where can we they're eat at today. I don't know. We go out to my house and eat fish. Mexican. <laughs> we go eat Mexican. <laughs> I got more fish. We're Mexican. But anyway, we, we we decided not to buy, spend a bunch of money on presents. We bought a few gifts for each other. But what I did enjoy was our Christmas dinner. Linda made an old big country smoked ham, mm. uh, homemade turkey gravy, and had some uh, ham gravy, homemade mashed potatoes, green beans, corn, uh, rose. We did turkey turkey on our end. <laughs> you had turkey. Yeah, we had yeah. turkey. You had fish. We had fish. I had ham. But I do miss, uh, did, did, did she make any red-eye gravy she, out of that ham? She did make red-eye gravy. nothing better than red-eye oh, gravy. 
Oh, man. Sop of the biscuit up in that red-eye gravy? My okay, goodness. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. I have no idea what you're talking that, that about. That brings back the best memories of going to my grandpa and grandma Crace's house. Mm-hmm. Now, my grandma County can make the best red-eye gravy in the history of the world. Yeah, well, I tell you what, those homemade rolls, I, I, I cheated. I got to admit, I cheated. I went in there and grabbed some of them homemade rolls and started dipping in gravy before we ever had lunch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, got me a piece of cured yeah. ham that smoked ham. Hey, our Oklahoma Joe shorted out. It wouldn't work. So oh, no. We was going to smoke that ham, but we done it in the oven. She did. But uh, anyway, we hope you all had a, a great Christmas, and uh, it's all about Jesus, you know, so... Moving on here, our topic is a winter wildlife management. We're talking about the things that we do to help our critters through the winter months. And uh, we're going to talk on that, but we're going to talk about it in segment two. But we're going to talk about NFL football and high school basketball right now, girls and boys basketball. And uh, bring us up to date what's going on in the Ozarks, Redbone. Uh, well, I mean, holiday tournaments all this week. And again, we're recording on Tuesday, and they just getting started today and tomorrow and most all the area teams play somewhere so good luck to all of them got the big tournament at kabul and the thayer bobcat boys are playing in the uh, ronnie brogdon bad boy classic at highland uh most area teams are playing boys teams are playing in the kabul holiday tournament i'm gonna miss being up there for that because Thayer's now playing down highland uh, but you got the uh, the Mountain Grove Girls Tournament. There's the, the Pink and White in Springfield. They're Lady Bobcats, West Plains Lady Zizzers, among the teams playing up there. And uh, the Blue and White Tournament in Springfield and Willow Springs, West Plains, and, and a bunch of the area schools will be in it. So, yeah, everybody's playing somewhere for the holidays. Yeah, Liberty plays tonight at 6 o'clock. Yeah, they're the Liberty. They're number three seed. In the seed. Cool Tournament, yeah. Yeah, Cool Tournament. They're number three seed. I don't know who they're playing yet. I talked to Kevin Putt uh, on our way here over the phone, and he was telling me who they play, and I think they're uh, three and two right now. So, uh, moving on to college football, Mizzou plays Ohio, huh? Mizzou plays Ohio State, yeah, yeah, on uh, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. What do you think of that, Wayne? I'm going. You know, I'm going to enjoy that game. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> that game. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> oh. He lives in Missouri. You there, just there lost all your Missouri followers. Wayne's, Wayne's microphone's uh, just been turned off permanently for the remainder of the show. I will turn yeah. it back on. Now, high school girls basketball. Yep. Who's the hot teams right now? Uh, Mammoth Spring Lady Bears. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I say that, that that's been the hot one for. I mean, they're they're, they're good teams throughout the region, and uh, uh, and their coach. Uh, oh, their coach. Yeah, Coach Small. He's a good one. Yeah. That's What's fun. the record? Oh, let's see. Now, I believe they are like uh, 16 and 2, maybe. 16 and 2. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Ranked yeah. number one, defending state yeah. champions, ranked number one. The Liberty girls aren't bad. Liberty girls aren't bad. Fair Lady Bobcat girls aren't bad. They yeah. lost They lost to the Mammoth girls yeah. uh, in the Mammoth Spring Tournament by three points. Yeah. So that was, oh, was a good showing. Close. Yeah, for the Lady Bobcat. Good so, showing. A lot yeah. of good teams. But it's, you know, in Missouri, because football doesn't, or basketball doesn't start, Till so late, really kind of hard to get a get an angle on everybody right now. Yeah, people just haven't played enough games. But. Let's move to NFL real quick. But I got to hear your prediction: Is Mizzou going to beat Ohio? No. And I'm, and no. I'm a, yeah, you don't. I'm, I'm, I'm a no. Mizzou <laughs> fan, but I don't think they've gotten to that level yet. Okay, and I would, they're, agree, they're that, I, would agree, I would agree with that. They're, Mizzou's they're a great team. They're a good team. 
but they're not there. They're just not there right. as far as playing in that kind of a game. I mean, that's a huge But game. that's why they play the game. You never that's know. Right. There's oh, an upset. Yeah. Well, we've seen a lot of upsets here recently in the NFL. And that being said, before we go to a break, uh, the Chiefs, man, they just ain't got it going on. They're not the explosive team that they've been in, in years past. Uh, the wide receiver, receiver the receivers receiver are not running terrible. good routes. That's the line's cool. not protecting Holmes. Holmes the only really playmaker they really got. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it really, you know, disappoint. disappoint. I think the morale is terrible. The internal morale. It, it looks that way, and people on the national scene are starting to talk about that. And, and I've been talking about it now. You guys know yeah. for for six weeks. It just doesn't look right on the sidelines. Right. There, there, there is a cancer. Yeah. In that locker room somewhere, until yeah. they weed it out, it's not ever going to change. And Alex and I were talking in the driveway the other day that, uh, to, in my opinion, was that there nobody fears them anymore. That fear right. factor is it's gone. gone. It's gone. That yeah. It's just like, we're going to play Kansas City, and they everybody now knows they're beatable. Well, because yeah. the wide receivers can be, you, you can play a zone, and they don't go to the empty spots. You can play a man-to-man, they can't get open. They, and, it's, and it's the youth of the wide receiver core. Yeah. Mizzou... Secondary gives them too much room. They do. Every team they play gets a short dump pass on them, and they get their first downs. You know, the offensive coordinator reminded me, I'm not saying any names, of some other coordinators I know. They run like 10 running plays in the first of the game. The furthest yardage they have is two or three yards. Why do you keep running running plays? Well, because you want it to work, and and they need it to work to open up. But it's not in the second. You don't run ten plays. Well, now, now, wait a minute. You know, Pacheco went for one seventy-five here three weeks or so ago, and and then last week Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the uh, you know had had a pretty good day. It didn't happen against the Raiders. No, it didn't happen against the Raiders, and but the Raiders put up sixty-three. And and to the to the credit of the Chiefs' defense, you want to talk about the defense. The defense only gave up six points yesterday against the Raiders. The other, yeah, the, other, right, the, the offense gave up Mahomes throwing interception because he's not getting enough protection. Well, his receiver didn't come back to the ball. Just stood there and waited gotta for help. it. Guy stepped gotta in help. front. You gotta help. You gotta help. And that's the thing: the young receivers don't know right. how to help. And yeah. they talk. Announcers talk about that all the time. But when that mistake is made, that's the first thing they point to is. That a veteran receiver knows to return to the the quarterback. Well, what about Kelsey aggressive. dropping the ball all these games? You know, I think here's what I think. I'm just going to say it like it is. I think the internal morale is terrible. I think money could could have possibly ruined some of the players, and, well, and Kelsey's one of them. Well, Kelsey Taylor can't. Swift. I'll say it right now. I'm not a Taylor <laughs> Swift fan. I don't care for her morals and what she stands for. I'll say it. You know, and, and I think she's affected him. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think the fact that he's a year older. I mean, the man's what thirty-seven now, trying to play as the number one receiver. Yeah, that, that never works. Mm-hmm. He, he's okay. old. He's slow. I think he's hurt, but he won't tell anybody. Yeah, we gotta go to a break, everybody. We come back. We're talking about winter wildlife management, and now we got that off our chest talking about the sports. Hey, my Steelers won. Yeah, Steelers <laughs> they, finally won one. Yeah, they, they blew yeah, out yeah. the bank. Yeah. Same record as the as the as the Chiefs now. That's yeah. scary. Yeah. Though. Cleveland Browns are better than the Chiefs. We're gonna go to a break. We'll talk to you when we get back. Don't go away. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey everybody, this is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors. Man, hunting off the farm, wishing on some love. 
Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? Buckgrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck grits across the creek up a big old hill year after year got my hunting gear presents welcome back to american roots outdoors we are in the studio and our subject matter is winter wildlife management. We all know here in southern Missouri, there wasn't many acorns in my county, my area. And, and um, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people didn't have much of an acorn crop this year. So we're going to talk about things that you can do to help your wildlife survive through this winter. And one of the first thing I want to talk about is monitoring your wildlife year round. And that's why I run the Wise Eyes year-round. I'm running 13 cameras, and I can tell, you know, when the bucks are starting to shed, you can keep track of the turkey numbers on your property, the predators, and I'm getting a lot of predators right now on my cameras. What about you guys? No, not surprisingly not for me. I had them all in uh, October and November, but nothing in December. Yeah. I was out sitting by the fire pit. Uh, I don't know what night it was over the weekend. The coyotes were absolutely tearing it up. Yeah. And again, last night I went out, uh, well, actually it was uh, night before last, Christmas Eve. <clears throat> went out, uh, we had a couple of friends over and went out to walk them to the car, and, and the coyotes were just tearing it up again. And uh, yeah, so I got lots of predators at our place. Lots of predators. Well, my wise eyes are showing fox, bobcats, a lot of coyotes. I'm seeing a lot of coyotes. And uh, right now, we, 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 want encourage, we want to encourage all of our listeners to get into predator hunting and to trapping. You know, we got to help these turkey numbers. We finally got turkeys coming back here in my county, Shannon County, and I'm here in Howe County and Oregon County. We finally had some good hatches, and uh, there's more people trapping and predator hunting. And that's good. That's good. You know, I was going to say that my predator, If now that I'm thinking about it here for a minute while we're talking about this, my predators stopped showing up on my camera when I stopped uh, filling my mock scrapes. Now, where the correlation is in that, but like we were joking around for the last few weeks that I'm good at building mock scrapes for predators because I got the coyotes <laughs> and foxes. We're coming to them every night. But literally, when I stopped putting refilling those, all my predator pictures have, have gone. Hmm. And I don't wear the, know where the correlation is on that. Uh, and it's I'd love to talk to a biologist it's to urine. find out. It's but, urine. urine attracts predators. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, they're, they're looking for an but easy I've never. Meal. This is the first year I've ever had that happen where they were hitting every mock scrape like that and yeah. just pounding them. Yeah. Well, who knows? The urine that he was using may have had predator juice. In it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along here. Trail cameras is a, uh, a, a must have if you want to take care of your properties. Again, you can monitor all wildlife with your wise eye data cams. And uh, again, I encourage you to run them year round. Uh, if you're like me and you really care about the wildlife, do you want to have a substantial amount of turkeys and deer, uh, squirrels, rabbits? Uh, it's a must-have. And 
what I want to resort to now is talking about how we help them through the winter, and that's with food plots, you know. And I planted eagle seed food plots this year, and Wayne let his come back. He didn't plant this year, but his clover come back and everything. Yeah, I just overseeded this year because yeah. I had a good return. Yeah, and I treated mine with Soil Pro. Soil Pro is a great product to make your food plots burst and makes it more nutri- nutritious, nutritious for the deer. They love the flavor of it. And soil pro would treat the food plots. But my problem right now is I have so many deer, they've eaten my food plots down to like putting greens, red bone. Mm. Well, and that, that, that can be an issue. But, uh, you know, we, we use the Eagle Seed products, which are designed and engineered to come back from being eaten down. I mean, that's one of the beauties of the Eagle Seed product. And like the Eagle Seed uh, forage beans. I mean, the deer can eat them now when they come out. They come right back. So. And, t- and twice and twice full too, because the stems yeah. the stems are designed to split when exactly. they when they nip on it. They'll split, and you'll get twice as much uh, um, yield out of it that you normally would. Yeah, and that, and that's why I I think that you know, if people are going to plant food plots, use the Eagle Seed products that are designed for food plots because mm-hmm. they are engineered for food plot mm-hmm. yeah so let's say your food plots are eat down this is where we bring in bug grits and we're tagging plugging our partners mm-hmm. uh you know feeding bug grits where it's legal we don't encourage anybody to break the law uh follow the rules and uh we have mineral sites uh our deer are really healthy the bug grits being 10 to 12 percent fat amino acids helps their digestive system and 16 percent protein you know, so 16% protein creates a healthier deer herd. You know, I feed them every morning and every evening in my yard. And you've seen them, Wayne Redbone, mm-hmm. how healthy they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one thing I do love about them. We've been talking about it for years is, um, you know, if you look at before we started feeding them, a lot of your doe pictures and that, especially this time of year, you could see the ribs. Oh, they just you run could down. See the, you could see the hip bones. Uh, now this year, I mean, even after the rut, they're doing great. Yeah. So Buck Grits, if you don't haven't tried it, go to www.buckgrits.com. They will send you a free five-pound sample to you if you'll email them or contact them. Yeah, and one of the beauties to, to feeding a supplement like that to help keep your deer extra healthy is if there does get to be a time in the winter, say we have an ice storm or we have a huge snowfall, they can withstand that period of time without eating. Whereas if your deer are, if they're weak, and then, you know, we get a 10-inch snow or we get an ice storm along the way and there's no food available for three, four, five, ten days, they're going to be in real trouble. But right. if they start out extra healthy, they can manage to make it through those natural disasters. Well, when your your backstraps have an inch and a half of fat layer on it, that, <laughs> that's a good sign. You're, and you got a healthy, and, and it's a good sign. you got a healthy herd, you know, yeah. so and that's going to help, you know, it, not only, you know, snow and ice, let's just talk temperatures. We get a, a a week of you know minus fifteen minus twenty degrees. If you don't have some fat on them deer, they're in trouble. You're yeah. gonna be finding a lot of, of bones this spring. I had a neighbor friend of mine told me he, he uh, shot one a yearling uh, with his crossbow here a couple weeks ago on Mark Twain National Forest, and there's no acorns out there. He goes, Alex, it was pitiful. I go, What do you mean pitiful? He goes, There was not, and you couldn't see no fat on this deer. Hmm. You think you were skinning a gray squirrel? Wow. He said it was that bad. So, you know, we encourage you to feed where it's legal. And here, here's some tips on feeding. You do not want to feed on the ground the same spot 
every time. So that's you want to have a feeder. Wayne made me a, a above ground feeder, and Wayne, share with them how you make those feeders. I I just basically it's I used for me it's just a lot of scrap two by fours and uh, two by sixes. Put a metal roof on it, V shaped roof, and uh, took a barrel. Uh, plastic old, barrel. Plastic barrel. It was an olive barrels. Uh, I brought a bunch of them back, you know, when I moved down here. I cut it in half, put some drain holes in the bottom of it. You got to have drain holes. Biggest mistake people make is no big enough, not big enough drain holes. Yeah. Uh, because if the water sets in there, it gets mold. And once it gets mold, not good for anything. And they're going to stop coming to it. Yeah. So by putting the roof and, and stuff and on you it, can, keeps it off the ground yep. and you don't spread diseases if a deer is sick right. or and, a turkey. And uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The guy that fixes our tractors. Um, Corey, Corey, yeah, he actually put pins on his so he can pick it up with his tractor, you know, the the three point hitch, move it and move it to different spots. Now ours, I designed in my, they're beveled at the bottom so you can just drag them with the yeah. tractor. But yeah, he put the pins on his uh, to spin it. But I know we got to go to break, and when we return, we're going to talk more about uh, taking care of your uh, herd and not only your deer but uh, other animals on your property. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hey y'all, it's Tyler Farr. And you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. And my old pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart, so you never got to worry. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're wait, put wait, some wait, extra wait. clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. American Eagle Seed presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. We've been talking about winter wildlife management. Muzzleloading season is going on right now in a lot of states. And again, Wayne Redbone, I'm not, <coughs> excuse me, seeing a target buck show up on my cameras. Not and some of the bucks are dropping antlers, so I'm not went to the field yet to even hunt huh. didn't even take my bow out this year and usually i'm in the woods a lot you know that oh yeah it, it, you know the, the that's one thing about the wise eyes guys there's no guesswork they don't lie wise eye doesn't lie it shows you proof if they're there and they tell you the best times to be there it can actually spoil you to where you're not guessing you know and uh I took some hunters this year, and every hunter that we took, except for one, he had to leave one, uh, after day one, uh, shot their deer, if you figure the hours in the stand, in less than 20 hours yeah. using the Wazai data camps. So, You know, uh, I do want to point one thing out. Yeah. You were talking about the dropping of the antlers. If you're out muzzleloader hunting right now, and you're getting ready to sh pull that trigger, and you go, and you're thinking to yourself, that is the biggest doe I have seen on my property, odds are it's probably not a doe. Yeah. You know, pull. I, I this is what I tell everybody: pull out your binoculars, take a quick look at their head, see if they've got a couple little nubs, you know, bare spots up there, because you uh, you could be shooting a, a, tr a potential trophy buck, thinking it's a doe. 
Take a take a quick minute. Either use your scope. I now my muzzle loader. I don't use scopes on my muzzle loader. Yeah. But uh, pull out those binoculars real quick. Make sure you're not shooting a buck. Yeah. Yeah. Here and here's my question. And I've never thought to ask anybody from Missouri Department of Conservation or anybody else because we we talk about you know bucks and does, bucks and does. But the actual season is antlered and antlerless. But if you have already filled your antler tags. And you go out with a muzzleloader and you shoot what you think is a antlerless deer, but it is a buck that has already dropped his horns. Does it still count as an antlered deer? It will. Because if it is, no, no, not, it will no, no, not. It, it will counts not as a doe. It counts as a doe. Antlerless okay. deer. Yes. I'm, I'm just that's never, why I'm they just don't say buck or doe. That's a good right. question, though. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was rolling my eyes thinking, where's he going right. with this? Now, that's why they don't some word people it as don't buck or know doe. That. Yeah. Yeah, that's why Even that's... though you killed the buck, it's an antlerless deer. Yeah. So. I just never asked an MDC official. It just, it just yeah. never came up in a conversation. Yeah. 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 But, Visible antlers. Yeah. So. Well, you could reverse that. What if you shoot? if you shoot a doe? That has antlers. Can you say, "Oh, I, I'm filling my doe tag"? No, uh, no, no, you no. Can't. Antler, no. That's right. Antler and antlerless. That's right. That's why they never worded buck why they, and doe. No, that's right. Antler yeah. and antler. <laughs> used to go to court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it identified as. as yeah. It's kind of like this world today. <laughs> yeah. Well, Some I'll, people. Mm-hmm. Is that a man or a woman? <laughs> hey, speaking of um, helping your deer out with cold and that. One thing that I would I would encourage people to do is if make sure you uh, get out there and do some hedge cutting, and put along your uh, especially your borders or your food plots and that knock some brush down. And not only will you help give wind breaks to your uh, deer, but it also gives cover to your rabbits, your turkey, and for some of us who have some uh, quail and rough grouse, you know, populations starting to you know pop up a little bit here and there red no bones, rough grass red bones on over me. There. no <laughs> rough grass on me but yeah. no quail either but it also but I, it, it helps some. with the predators by giving them a place to get away from a predator if a predator's coming after them do some hedge cutting knock those trees down put some brush piles out for them because it's in the winter time they need it yeah i was gonna say i actually do have uh some quail on my five acres i hear them uh and i have got rabbits rabbits rabbit you know for a long time there were no rabbits yeah. every night if i pull in my driveway at dark rabbits just start shooting everywhere out of my yard i mean just zoom 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 and it keeps my dogs barking all night all night long, long. All night yeah long. so any rabbit hunters out there want to yeah. go kill some rabbits <laughs> bring, get your, a hold of bring, your bring the beagles he bring wants to beagles. go hunt with you absolutely <laughs> you'd absolutely. love it wouldn't you oh i love rabbit hunting yeah. in front of a dog yeah there's nothing more fun, fun than, than doing it yeah I wish Dakota, I wish my you know, my black lab that Alex, you know, he knew when before she passed away last year. Uh, oh, actually, it was this year, but she was a fantastic rabbit dog. Rabbit and uh, uh, pheasant was her her big thing yeah. that she loved. But uh, as but she got older, when she was younger, she was a great duck. But dog. get how the beagle and Alex has done this when they when they can go through that brush and and jump those rabbits out and bring them and one it'll bring that rabbit right back around to you. Oh, don't you love it? Oh. I've never hunted with beagles. Oh, oh. you'd be hooked. You'd be um, hooked. You'd have, have a, beagles. Had a the friend. thing is, I just hate to feed them all year long to hunt them two months a year. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's the sad thing. And you can't let them run loose when you got deer in your yard. I had no. some. No. I, I sold my pair of beagles to Stan Smith and Eminence, and uh, one of them's name was Harry, and the other's name was Elry. And uh, Harry 
they all ran good, but he said Harry got to running deer, so he, he sold him, got rid of him. But he kept Elry. He said Elry's probably the best beagle he's had in his life. So he's really turned on fast, covers the track, pick up, loses. Uh, but anyway, we're getting off subject matter, but still rabbit hunting, wildlife management. The hedgerows was a great tip. Will help with all of that. Yes. And so here's another thing I want to add to the hedgerows. When you lay those hedgerows bears along the edge of those food plots, you can also create entrance and exit routes for That's these right. deer. Makes it more easier. You know, you can also do the same and thing in the woods, laying trees down to make deer come a certain route. Mm-hmm. And bedding areas for your turkeys. Yeah. Nesting. Nesting. Nesting, yeah. not bedding. Bedding. Yeah. Yeah. Where am I today? Yeah. <laughs> Nesting areas for your turkeys. Nesting. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway... Uh, if you're cutting up the tree down, you're cutting down their bedding area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The roosting area, yeah, yeah. So food plots is crucial. Uh, I'm gonna go back in next pretty weather after we may have snow this week. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that means a lot of nitrogen just, just on the food bit. plots. Then warm weather will come. I tell you what, I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go take me some more Soil Pro and I'm gonna go in top dress all my food plots to give them a boost during the warm weather, and it continues to grow in this warm weather. And some of the food source will come back for them. Hopefully between the next snow or whatever we have yeah a lot of the grass has greened up just in the last three weeks yeah. we had this relatively warm weather and the grass is growing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so the soil pro creates more protein in the in the food plots you know keep your healthy your food plots healthy guys again our subject matter is winter wildlife management we want to obey and follow all the rules and regulations in your state and these are the things that we do and uh, right now, and I touched on it earlier, uh, I have a feeding station in my backyard where I feed deer year-round, and our deer are really healthy. I do have a yearling fawn that's got a swollen hoof, like she's got something in her foot hoof, but she's there every morning, every evening to eat, hmm. and she's getting healthier, and the feed's helping her. Yeah. You know, so you got to help these critters out. Again, there's no acorns here in southern Missouri uh, in Shannon County, and I'm asking you to do your part. But again, uh, focus on the things that we touched on. You do not want diseases to spread, so don't feed in the same place every time. Have a feeder of some type. And again, uh, butt grits is what you want to feed, you know, 16% protein, 12% fat. Right, and you know what else time of year this is we're approach, fast approaching because I'm scheduled for it in – we're talking four weeks from yesterday is burning control burns. control burns because i'm doing mine the third week of january is when i'm supposed to you know, scheduled you know weather permitting and, and humidity permitting but uh that's when i'm scheduled to burn mine i'm i'm taking out uh what are we doing 22 acres so uh you know keep that in mind that that's coming that's going to help your herd that's going to help your wildlife and help your property so when it gets to if you live around a birch tree area <clears throat> you know, late in january and the 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 skies get all smoky and soot gets all over your car. It's because Wayne Locke <laughs> is burning off 22 acres. <laughs> We're going to go to a break. We come back. Segment four. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Thanks, Redbone. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, deadly, dependable, hornady ammunition. 
From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today, Hornady, each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly, simply put, the best. Hornady Ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. Soil Pro presents, welcome back to segment four of our show. We are in the studio, and man, we have covered some great topics and shared some great tips with you if you're into winter wildlife management. And again, we want to emphasize, follow the rules and regulations within your state and your county so you don't break the laws. And some, you know, a lot of biologists are not for feeding wildlife. You know why? Uh, from my studies, my research, is a lot of them think deer will become, turkeys become dependent on humans to survive. And there is truth in that if you feed too much. That's why I do not keep them on full feed. I just dump a five-gallon bucket in the morning and the evening just enough to help them, you know? So if you're feeding tons and tons of feed, they're going to depend on that. And say something happens, you can't get back there to feed for a week or so. You're going to lose some wildlife, you know. You do not want to keep them on full feed. I agree. I agree. You know, you were talking about uh, Redbone. You mentioned some great tips and that that we've been doing, you know, during the show and that. We shared some great tips, too, uh, unfortunately, during commercial break. So none of you all, (laughs) none of you all got to hear it, but. Let's let's touch on that real quick. Yeah, real quick. Well, when you just talk about prescribed burning, and 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 a lot of people may not even know about prescribed burning. So Wayne, I mean, you get with forestry department MDC. or, yeah, or who, whoever, right, yep. whatever the agency is in your area or in your mm-hmm. state, and they schedule to come out and help you with a burn. Yeah, they'll come out and they'll put together a burn plan. Now, and here in Missouri, you have to take a burn class mm-hmm. for your property. Mm-hmm. Once you get that burn class done, a agent will come out. They'll survey your the area you want to do. They'll measure it out and they'll calculate how much it is. What and they'll put together a plan of this is what we suggest how you divide up your property. It's called equip. Okay, equip. and then uh, the other nice thing about MDC here also is that they, if you don't have the equipment. They have the equipment to loan you, no charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the uh, the burn cans, the 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 mats, the brooms, the blowers. They got everything you can think that you would need to get to be prepared for your burn. All you need to bring is just bodies. I want to say this care. too. Something I do on every burn is uh, you can do this if if the town lets it happen. Uh, I. Uh, give a donation to our local fire department mm-hmm. for them to come out and it gives them training how to control fires. So I, I contribute money to them every year that I do burns. They come out and set with me and I feed them order pizza or whatever. Yep. And, uh, man, they come out there and help keep it under control. So, and also MDC pays you to do these control burns, Redbone. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. Yeah, it's an under underutilized thing. I think most uh, landowners, for whatever reason they may have, uh, of not getting involved with like government programs and, and that. This is one program I think is really important for your property because it will help increase the the property value. It helps increase the the habitat for your wildlife. There's no to me out of all the research I've done, and Alex knows I've been checking this out for a few years now. 
I do not see one downside of getting involved with MDC to get you where your property needs to be. Especially to be. like for me, I came into property, you know, 65 acres that have not, that has not been touched. It was totally undeveloped, right? Totally undeveloped. And so it I was, was starting from scratch. It, it was just no, a cut no, over. It was, it was, it was, it was some bad property. Great for coverage as far as the, you know, um, uh, for deer and stuff like that when I first got it. But to have somebody come in with the training and the knowledge to come in and say, here's your property. And I gave them full run of my property. I said, here, I want you to put together a five-year plan for me. You do whatever you think needs to be done to my property. They took my property. They divided it into four sections. And each year they have had um, a, something for me to do each year to improve my property. So I'm in year three of a five-year plan. And by the time I'm done, my property value and my property quality will be well above what it would have been had I not used them. Hey, tell them about uh, them paying you to plant pine trees and also mm -hmm. uh, flowers. Talk about that. Yeah, you get a um, – well, let's see. We put in – I think right now we're up to about 600 pine trees that we put in on our property. But not just – I shouldn't say pine trees. We 600 trees. So we put in pine. We put in um, two different kinds of oak trees. And I want to say it's a fir tree was the other one. Mm. But um, Native trees. Native trees. They got to be native mm -hmm. trees. And you can get it from the Missouri nursery. Um, that's the best place to get it because it's pennies on the dollar that you're paying for these trees. You're yeah. getting them as, as saplings. Yep. You go in, you put them in. Now, I have what I call our little tree farm where I have an area sectioned off my property where I just plant these saplings. You know, just row after row, and then when they get to a certain height, then I'll just dig them up and then replant them. So this way, that they have a better chance of surviving. But they say a forty percent survival rate is pretty good for you. My survival rate's about eighty percent because I wow. let because I let them get big enough before I I transplant and move them to a spot Somewhere where else. I want them. So, but yeah, you get paid a dollar a tree. So if you're putting in three hundred trees, you got you're getting three hundred dollars. But it, that tree only costs you like nineteen cents. Oh wow! So the return is really good on it. So there's there's that benefit too. I mean. And you're improving your property again. Maybe not for you, but for your future for generations. Your like for, for my kids, that's that's you know lumber. Sure. That's property that they can select cut, not clear cut. <laughs> that they can select <laughs> cut and you know help them. Yeah, I think what we've learned from this today, uh, all of us, all of our listeners, is you know the things that we do to help the wildlife survive, and things that we're doing for the future of our wildlife. You know, so planning for the future. Uh, to be a good steward, uh, it's good to dedicate just your weekends if mm -hmm. you can. Uh, we're, we're working on our properties year round. I know I am. You know yep. whether it's cutting uh, downfall, uh, uh, clearing areas, doing controlled burns, feeding the wildlife, uh, running the trail cameras year round. Uh, you know, fertilizing your food plots with soil—not fertilizing, but living microorganisms with soil pro to treat your food plots to make them healthier food plots. That's what it's all about. You know, I think we've had a very good show, and we've got a bonus segment coming up right after this. Uh, if you're a podcast listener, <clears throat> we're going to talk about our goals for 2024. That doesn't hardly seem possible, does it? We're talking about going into 2024. I know. It's amazing. And we got a amazing. winner. We got to pick a winner for the year. Yeah, and. Uh, I, with Christmas and us being sick last uh, week, I did not get a, a chance to write so we'll down do all the names. Week. We will have it next yeah, week. Next we'll week. pull a winner. But um, I do, before we close out the show, I do want to give a shout out to Abby Ward, who is the MDC coordinator for us in our, mm -hmm. our area. Uh, she's out on maternity leave, and she still is calling me and following up with, how's your 
pollination uh, program, you know, working for you? And are you ready for your burn? And she's on maternity leave and she's still following. This is, this girl is dedicated to yeah. making sure that uh, the landowners are taken care of. So thank you, Abby. Yeah. Thank you, MDC. Thank you to all the organizations that help our wildlife. Again, it's all about being a good steward. And again, obey your rules and regulations in your state and your county. Uh, we've all got to be good stewards. And always remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Hey, deer hunters, are you looking for an easy-to-use product to help enhance your food plots and enhance the health of your overall deer herd? You need to check out Soil Pro Outdoors. They are the soil health experts. They've developed a revolutionary and groundbreaking approach to taking food plots to the next level. It's easy to use. can be applied with something as simple as a handheld sprayer. Enhance antler size, the health of your herd, and the health of your soil. Soil Pro Outdoors help produce the highest quality forage possible. All natural approach to improving soil health. Find them on Facebook at Soil Pro Outdoors. Soil Pro Outdoors, the soil health expert. What we do from a whippoorwill to an old owl's Sitting still till it's time to shoot. American roots. Take it to a holler. Take it to a field. Across the creek. Buck Grits presents Welcome Back to American Roots Outdoors podcast bonus segment. The title of our subject matter today has been Winter Wildlife Management. If you're just now joining us, we're going to talk about goals that we have here at American Roots. Uh, within the business, but also within our properties, et cetera. And I'm going to let you kick it off, Wayne. Oh, mine's pretty simple. I want to uh, expand my food plots a little bit larger, uh, two of them anyway, and then uh, get down. I'm going to try a couple new products that uh, Eagle Seed has coming out and uh, see what uh, – I would like to put up some more border uh, plantings. Uh, something for mix height. it up, yeah, right? Not just food, but I want to put up for put cover. some border, right, to make them feel maybe a little bit more comfortable uh, with some of the food plots. Now, although on mine they're surrounded by woods all the way around, there is no road. You can't see any of my food plots from the road. Uh, but I, I'm just going to try something new uh, and just see what it does. I'm, I'm always I like tinkering, and, and I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to I'm going to do two food plots with uh, height border uh, plantings and with plants that'll grow that eight to ten feet tall. And then I'm going to do two of my food plots and, and leave them alone. Plant the same thing in all four of them as far as, you know, eagle seed stuff. Clovers, uh, especially clovers. Right, clover and that. But I, I want to see, does it does it make a difference? Because I'm going to put the border on the two plots right now that I'm getting the, the least amount of pictures on and see if that maybe makes them come in a little bit more. You can hear my wise eye so, dinging. I got yeah. their pictures coming on the... Eagle seed food plots right now. Red yeah, well, I was going to ask Wayne, and, and it was kind of my idea to talk about goals. Have you got any hunting goals for the new year? 
as part for me or, or fishing goal or just your yeah. your goals for I, I would say outdoors life. I would say I've got three. One, I, I do want to shoot a, a, a decent buck um, off my property next year. This year just did not have anything worth pulling, even unclicking the safety off or taking the bow off the hanger. Uh, that's goal number one. Goal number two is to have my son for the first time be with me when I shoot a deer. Uh, this year I was able to take my new daughter that we're adopting and she was able to film me shoot a doe, which I would like to have her maybe on the show next week. Um, trying to get that permission done, but, um, have her come on and, and talk about her experience, but I would like to get my, my daughter out and involved more. I mean, that, those are my, my, uh, my three goals, my son, okay. my daughter, and for me to get a, a good buck, I'm not going to touch Turk in my property. We finally got a population coming yeah, we don't back want to after, our after three years of absence. I'm gonna. I, I love hunting the state land. Uh, there's some great state property around here. You that, don't want to uh, talk about where it's at. No, no, no. But there's some great. I, I mean, I'm saying Missouri in and of itself. Their management of their state property for turkeys has been good. Now yeah. the population in and of itself. I was has been, joking about saying where it was right. at. <laughs> but but the the. The population of Turkey in Missouri has gone down. We talk about yeah. that for Finally the last had couple a years. But it's still better than it's still, it's still better than most places. Yeah. And the uh the fact that it's easy accessible easily accessible, I think is a huge, a huge mm-hmm. thing for Missouri. In Ohio, we had state property. We had lots of turkey, but the access is nowhere near like what Missouri has of ease of access. And that's a great thing for people that just can't maybe get out and walk, they're older. You don't have to go far to have a, an area where you can get to. There's there's state parks all around, so I would I would I would encourage everybody take advantage of it. MDC land, state yeah, get parks, your kid Mark out. Twain, yeah, yeah. Exercise is good. You'll live longer. <laughs> what are your goals, Redbone? My goals, I, I have a couple, and and you know I've worked in morning <clears throat> radio for my entire adult life, uh, so uh, when you get up at three thirty in the morning, get to work by four thirty. Yeah, you have a an early exit to your day, but you're wore out. Don't do anything else. So now that I'm retired, I can say, okay, I can do some other things. So I have a goal this year of to go fishing at least one day every week somewhere, whether it be farm ponds, the river, the creek. Well, I'm going to take you on the current river. I would love to go one day on the current river. Uh, That's five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't be going to the current river, but it's I'll be going like to... you charging me for radio, so I've got to charge you to take you. <laughs> but but that, that is a goal. Me and for... Wayne trade out. <laughs> we trade out each other's services. But that is a goal for me to go fishing at least one day every every week That's a good during goal. fishing season. Save up your yeah. money. Now, I'm not going to go out there uh, when it's twelve degrees. Go fishing, but you know what I'm talking about. Save up your money, Redbone. And Nina, you listening? Help him save. I've, I, have, I have mentioned this many, many times. I don't. I am not a turkey hunter. I have killed turkeys. My goal is to call in and kill Do my your own. own turkey. Yeah, I've, never, I've I've actually called turkeys for You'll somebody else. Yeah, to kill, and I've had other people call turkeys in for me to shoot, but I've never done it for myself. It'll ruin you. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna make that happen here you can't in year sleep. in year number sixty three of my life. I'm gonna make that happen this spring. And now you got that's all the mo- and now that, you got that, all that, that and that you got all the mornings now available because you are retired. Your exactly. goal is to catch a huge small mouth, a huge large mouth, and kill a big couple of big gobblers. Yeah. I yeah, think I've, that's I've cool. Done, I've done the large before. I just want to do the quality. I just want to get out there and yeah. just do it again. Well, you end up buying your riverboat. Nina Save up the money for the jet boat. Uh, yeah, I see it coming. He's going to be hooked. We're already looking. He will. 
She'd rather me do that than buy the Corvette that I've been looking at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to own a Corvette my entire life. Well, I've been I got a buddy. Hard. I got to take you. I'm going to mention his name. Danny Melton at Mountain Grove got a collection of vets. Yeah. And 56, 55s, uh, 57 Chevy station wagons, hard to, uh, two-door post Bel Airs. You got to go look at his vets. I'll show you a video after we're done here. But my goals yeah. for 2024. And I would like to get a Boone and Crockett buck. I would like yeah. to get one in the books. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to put mine in the books. I've, I've gross killed some, but not bragging, but I, I've not registered. None I've, got of one, I've got one, but he's not registered. Yet. Yeah. I would yeah. like to get my name in the book. Yeah. yeah. So my goal is possibly to launch our American Roots turkey calls into a much larger dealer base. I'm, I've been having... Uh, conversation with someone that knows management and sales and we're talking about helping him run that category of our business and uh, this guy has been in the outdoor industry for many years and he said oh man your product line we could take this thing and get you into a lot of dealers and i'd like to see that grow uh the thing is you know we're understaffed here really mm-hmm. we are at american roots for the radio sales and all that we are in eight AM FM networks, five stations. If I had somebody out selling those ads, we could cover, uh, raise a lot more money that we could do a lot more things with. I, and we could I, actually expand into more markets. Yeah. I do see a down a downside of that, though, of, of getting our turkey calls out there. It's going to hurt the population even more. <laughs> yeah. The turkey population. It's going to hurt the turkey population I'm telling even you right more. Now, all of our and calls. marriages all across the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and marriages. Don't so, get mad at me, women. Right. And men, don't get mad at me because some of you women You'll, love the turkey. Oh, funny, absolutely. You, funny you say that because every time when I would take a new guy out, you know, uh, who wanted to try turkey hunting, I would, my when I picked him up at, you know, three o'clock in the morning, yeah. I would say, I'll drive, I'll come pick you up. The wife was usually up because they were having coffee together. And before I walked out the door, I always looked at her and said, I'm going to apologize now. And she'd be like, for what? I'd be like, you'll understand when we get back. And sure enough, as soon as we got back, all you heard was, we got to go to the store. We got to get turkey calls. I got to get a turkey vest. I got to get new a turkey shotgun. seat. A new shotgun. <laughs> because as well, soon as the, you, those new hunters hear that gobble, they're hooked. They are and, hooked. and when they get him in there close and they so, can't move and he yep. gets around him and he can't move to shoot him and he's mad. That's right. It makes him want to go back for more. That's why well, I always anyway. apologize to the, the spouses yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening all across this great world we live in. Thank you to all the partners that we've had to help us air these shows. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to our creator above. And Wayne Redbone. Thank you for everything that you do to help American Roots be successful in their networks. Uh, and thank you to our listeners. Our listeners. That's yeah, what I listeners, meant. Yeah, absolutely. Our listeners. Absolutely. You know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our listeners. And uh, remember the reason for Christmas. Here it is. Christmas. New Year's is coming up. And we wish you all a blessed, blessed 2024. Follow us. Continue to follow us. We're going to grow. We're bringing new content, new ideas, new things to you. Bless you, and always remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there is no reason to fear the wind. And my old pair of hunting boots passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart, so you never got to worry what the wind